Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and I'd like to talk today about psychokinesis, or mind over matter, sometimes thought of as telekinesis, and it can take many forms. For example, the thought photography is, is one, the thoughtographs, especially those produced by Ted Sirios. Uh, manifestations, apportations, table levitations, bodily levitations, spoon bending, weather control. Um, it's one of the most controversial areas within parapsychology because it frightens people, for one thing. I mean, it's associated with witchcraft only a few hundred years ago, hundreds of thousands of Women mostly, but men and women, were burned at the stake or otherwise tortured because their neighbors complained that they were subjecting them to one form or another of what you could call psychic attack. Now, another application of psychokinesis, of course, is healing, and many of these same people were also gifted healers. And in ancient cultures, we've had shamanism, as or animism as a pretty much global practice. That's how all religions emerged. And there were uh, psychokinetic practices that were just routinely assumed to be associated with those practitioners. So psychokinesis has a bad reputation because people are frightened and because people also can be duped. There have been many, many fraudulent claims of psychokinesis, especially during the heyday of 19th century spiritualism, which was a rage across Europe, uh, South America, and uh, in the United States. Now, I have created for you, and you can link to it if you look at the upper right-hand portion of your screen right now. It's a special listing of 17 video conversations that I created with people who are the uh, originators, the researchers, the practitioners, or, or the observers of psychokinetic events. For those of you who want to dig deeper into the subject, there they are all in one list for you. But you might be asking yourself uh, at this point, what does it mean for me? Why would I be interested in knowing about this very exotic and rare phenomenon? Uh, you might wish to cultivate it yourself. And I should say at the outset, I don't encourage people to cultivate psychokinesis except for healing purposes. And even healing might not be exactly psychokinesis because there's a way in which psychokinesis bleeds into other forms of extrasensory perception. If I'm healing you, is it because of a direct psychokinetic influence or is it a telepathic mental suggestion? You'll notice in my interview with Elizabeth Rauscher uh, that the healing was done on bacteria. So it's unlikely that it was a mental suggestion, most likely a direct mind over matter influence. But uh, there are other instances in which it is not at all so clear, and some parapsychologists have argued that what we call healing is really telepathy, or what we call 
psychokinesis might actually be precognition. Uh, in my 10-year study of the PK man, Ted Owens, his habit was to send letters to researchers or to various media outlets saying, I am the PK man, and through my psychokinesis, I am going to create an unusual event, and it will prove to you that I have this ability. He sent such a letter back to my friends, Russell Targ and Hal Putoff, who were working for the CIA at the time, doing remote viewing research and psychokinetic research uh, under the auspices of the Stanford uh, Research Institute International, SRI International, in Menlo Park, California. And they got this letter. There was a terrible drought going on at the time, in February 1976 in California, and Ted Owens wrote to them and said, I'm the PK man, I will end the drought, and you'll know that it was me through psychokinesis because it'll have my signatures. There's going to be every form of weird weather, lightning strikes, and hail, and sleet, and snow, and your local newspaper will publish a story that the drought is ended, and there will be power blackouts and UFO sightings, because that's my trademark, my hallmark. Within a few days, exactly that happened. And Russell Targ uh, sent a little note to Ted Owens saying, that was a wonderful prediction. And Ted Owens, uh, I think, even sent him a telegram back or a very intense letter in which he said, hell no, that was no prediction. I caused it. So uh, there's ambiguity is uh, the point that I'm making. Uh, some cases are much more explicit. For example, when uh, a levitation occurs and is being witnessed by multiple people. The reason that you might want to pay more attention to psychokinesis, even if you're not interested in cultivating it for yourself, that you've never really witnessed it, is quite simple. Uh, and I want to conclude this segment by talking about what I draw as the moral implications of this phenomenon. And it has to do with the fact that you don't know, anytime you encounter another human being, even someone close to you, whether or not they may be able to exhibit at a particular moment in time psychokinetic ability. It could happen unexpectedly. And it often can be stirred up by negative emotions. Andrea Puharich, in his book, Beyond Telepathy, came up with the theory that for receptive psychic phenomenon, uh, ESP reception, for example, being in a relaxed, he called it a cholinergic state of the body, is conducive. And if you're wanting to exhibit psychokinesis or telepathic projection, then an aroused state is more conducive. And I think that uh, is a very valid finding. It holds up over and over again, especially when you review the case studies. Uh, where we find, for example, the most commonly reported spontaneous instances, what we call a crisis apparition, where somebody receives a dream or a very intense visionary experience of another person while that person is in a crisis, perhaps even dying. So strong emotions do trigger 
psychokinesis, the same as thought of in uh, many poltergeist cases. Now, in Ted Owen's case, the man I researched, uh, he would go around to uh, scientists, to newspapers, and it would, as he did with Targan Putoff, who dismissed him uh, eventually and actually turned over all their files to me. But the point being this, that um, if you treat such a person as Ted Owens rudely, uh, the consequences can be negative for you because he's trying to be polite. He's trying to interest you in what he thinks is a highly significant phenomenon that could be of great benefit to your community and to all of humanity. And when you treat him rudely, he thinks to himself, or he thought to himself, I need to teach you a lesson. And so the lessons were not always pleasant. The lessons often uh, cause people harm. And I'll give you an example in my case when I dealt with him. He produced for me the very first study I did with him. He claimed he could cause UFO appearances and there were affidavits already in the file that this had happened on several occasions. So I said, can you do that? And he immediately said, here's what I'm going to do within 50 miles of San Francisco in a 90-day window. I am going to create three UFO appearances that will be well testified and reported in your local newspapers. And I tried to set up that as a study. I had to work quickly. I actually had helpers in San Diego, California, who acted as a control group in this experiment because we didn't know what, what the likelihood was back in those days that UFOs just are reported. So. Uh, we got one good sighting reported in the newspaper. We personally interviewed witnesses. And then, several weeks later, Ted Owens called me up in great excitement. And he said, I feel it coming now. This is going to be the biggest sighting ever. It's going to be photographed. And the photograph will be published in the front page of one of your local newspapers. And my gosh, was I shocked when a couple of days later, that actually happened. Well, a few days later, the UFO was witnessed over the Sonoma State University College campus. It was seen by hundreds of students. It was seen from the air by a pilot who had been hired by the art department to perform aerial acrobatics over the campus with smoke trailing out of his airplane as an art happening. So. There were people with video cameras. The event was videotaped. The UFO appeared right in the air zone of the pilot. He witnessed it. Uh, Stephen Paleski was his name, the artist. I interviewed him twice about it. I've interviewed the chairman of the art department. The video was broadcast on KQED TV in San Francisco Evening News. A photograph appeared on the front page of the Berkeley Gazette witnessed by hundreds of people from the ground and in the air. I believe it's one of the most well-attested UFO sightings ever. And so Ted Owens was quite excited and proud of himself for having uh, had such a great hit. But he had promised three, and time was running out. And I was on the phone with him, and I mentioned this to him. And he got very angry, like, can't I recognize that what he already had done was worthy of the whole project and more? So I noticed within moments that I was getting a scratchy feeling in my throat, the kind that 
usually signifies I'm in for it, the flu or something bad. I'm going to have to deal with this for several days, minimally. I didn't see any alternative. But 45 minutes later, Ted Owens called me up and he simply said, Jeffrey, I apologize. I'll never do that to you again. And within moments, the sore throat lifted. I believe that it was a question of a psychic attack that got reversed because Ted Owens, I think, was pretty skilled in that sort of thing. But I can't be sure as a scientist, so all I can say is this is an anecdote. In any case, the lesson here is a moral lesson. The lesson is to treat all people with respect, and I did treat Ted Owens with respect, and that's why I believe he reversed whatever may, he may have done at, at that point. And in uh, the earliest segments of the In Presence series here on the New Thinking Aloud channel, I've tried to emphasize holding all other people in warm, positive regard all the time if for no other reason that you don't know whether they might have psychokinetic ability and direct negative psychokinetic energy or whatever it is to you because you treated them rudely. Uh, I think it's a good practice for that reason and for many other reasons as well. Really, it's something you do for yourself, not for them. So I'll leave you with that thought and thank you once again for being with me.